Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. So after the show, I find the stage manager. And I mean, I felt silly asking, but I pulled him aside and I said, Is this place haunted? Has anybody else ever seen anything, heard anything? He kind of laughed and said, yeah, it's an old theater. It'd be cool if there were ghosts here, but I've never heard of anybody seeing anything. I really wanted him to validate and prove to me so at least I could say somebody else has experienced this and I'm not crazy and it's not in my mind. That didn't happen. And I thought, all right, you've lost your mind, Mary Lynn. The show's still going on. I've got to finish the rest of the run. But I'm a little bit terrified all the time. I'm not just a normal amount of nervous doing my show. There's this underpinning of, am I going to be scared to death at any second? So I'm doing my show again. Saturday night, I'm getting laughs, telling my stories, and feeling pretty good. I kind of forget about it. And then, again, about halfway through the show, I start to sense something. I start to get short of breath, and it's happening again. I look up into the audience, and she's there. This time, she's at the back of the theater, standing there, staring at me. And the fear runs through my whole body, up my spine. I try to tear myself away to continue the show. I look away. Mary Lynn, go on, go on with the show. I glance back at her, but this time she has a slight smile on her face. And she gave me this nod, and I was able to exhale and sense some kind of approval that wasn't there before. And that was such a relief. Hello, everybody. My name is Cleek Keith, author of Ghost of Greystone, Beverly Hills, and you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with my friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, 
purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, January 31st. 2022 episode 264 how's everyone out there around the world doing and man i'm glad to be back in the hot seat and how was everyone's new year's eve hopefully everyone was safe no one ended up in jail right and i hope the new year is treating you well we are also officially in season eight and man time just passes and we have a few surprises for this season and when they do come on i hope you enjoy them other than that, not too many announcements, except for, you know, I found this winter season to be strange. Uh, over here, uh, we didn't receive any snow or cold weather until, I don't know, late December. No snow, uh, stayed in the 40s and the upper 30s. It was just odd. Uh, but January, yeah, finally the uh, temperatures dipped, you know, in the teens at night. Uh, right around 25 or 30 during the day and we got a few snowfalls so it's starting to feel a lot like winter but yeah the weather was just weird other announcements tomorrow Tuesday a new episode of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Farrell will be out and also this Wednesday a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas and this Friday for you new guys Fridays I'll be releasing a new entertaining short film which they're made by indie filmmakers and that reminds me last friday i released a new film go check it out you can watch the films at realparanormalactivity.com or on the free rpa app yeah last friday was a neat one uh it's a comedy basically and it involves a ouija board yeah so check it out you'll probably like it and today we're gonna do more listener stories so you know what that means oh yeah man come on Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. To the story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fires are burning bright. Nice and toasty in here. As usual, grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And as usual, I'll get behind my desk. And I print off Bert's packet. Thank you, Bert. Let's see what stories we got here. Hmm. Okay, we got a got a few short ones and we got a long one. Alright. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so good when it hits the lips. Alright. The first one. This one was titled Black Crow. And it's by Jalus. Okay, Jalus. Let's see what you got, man. The experience I'm about to share is something that happened to my mother and grandma. Now, I can't say for sure if what happened was paranormal, but it was definitely a very creepy experience. The story is based in Australia and happened about 25 years ago. My mother and grandmother are not really believers in the paranormal, but when they tell the story, they always seem a bit freaked out. Anyway, before I was born, my auntie's ex-husband, I will call him Dan, fell terminally ill and was put into a hospice. Where I come from, terminally ill people are sometimes sent to a hospice to spend their last days or weeks as a hospice is usually nicer than a hospital bed. 
Every single time my grandma and mom would visit Dan, they would notice a black crow sitting on the windowsill of his room. They said the crow was there every single time they would visit. When Dan passed, his funeral ceremony was held in a church. This church had the main stage and coffin at the very front and two large doors at the back along with a small table. Uh, this will be important in a minute. My grandma and mom decided to sit at the back of the church near the large doors and table. Only moments after the funeral ceremony began, my mom and grandma were startled by a strange rustling sound behind them. When they turned around, they saw a black crow hopping into the church through the back doors. They watched as the crow hopped onto the table in the church. They said the crow faced the front of the church as though it was a guest at the funeral and watched the ceremony. The crow remained on the table until the end of the ceremony when it hopped back out of the church and flew off. They both swear it was the exact same crow that was always seen on Dan's windowsill. Uh, thank you for reading. And man, that was from Jalice. Chalice, thank you very much for uh, sharing your story. Loved it. Yeah, this is very interesting. I like crows. Uh, they're very smart. And uh, they will come to visit you from time to time. Especially when you uh, you know, leave some food for them. And then you'll find out at that exact same spot where you left the food, maybe a day later or a few days later, you'll find little trinkets, shiny things. You know pieces of metal they're leaving uh you know a present for you but i was thinking you know maybe that was it at the beginning of the story just visiting uh dan but at the end when this crow comes and just stands there and it waits till the end of the ceremony then it leaves that's pretty interesting now you know i was thinking if uh you know this church was like a hundred miles away eh, you know you got to think about that but the uh, behavior of the crow, it's really neat. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for uh, sharing, Jalice. Great story. And man, I don't know about you guys, but my voice is crackling. I don't know why. I don't have a cold or anything, but, you know, my voice goes out from time to time. Sorry about that. All right, what do we got? What's next here? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This one is titled, Death Visits, and it's by Rita. Okay, Rita, let's see what you got, man. This is a very difficult story for me to tell. With a little background, I would like to mention that my brother committed suicide decades ago. His birthday was November 9th. Six years after he died, my father died on my brother's birthday, November 9th. Moving ahead another 13 or 14 years, my mother died on November 11th. If one checks the calendar, one can see that this is the same weekend of the month 
of November, although not exactly the same day. My mother and I have had a very difficult history. She had rewritten her history to make her the best mother that ever lived. Uh, frankly, that was not true. She was abusive, and this contributed to my brother's suicide. At the time of her death, I was alone in a condo for about a week. My oldest brother and his wife had been her primary caregivers until I came to stay with her and give them a break. I hated being alone with her and was freaked out by the atmosphere in her condo, which I understand may have been my own projections. However, I felt that there were spirits around every corner. I contemplated putting a do not enter sign on my bedroom door. My mother had previously been calling out to my father to take her away, and even though my father was a kind man that I loved, I didn't want to see him either. A few days before her last breath, while barely able to speak, my mother mentioned she had two visitors, people I had never heard of. We figured out these were people she'd known before she came to America, and one of her sisters confirmed this. I have no doubt she was visited by these old friends, as well as by my father. What is most interesting is that the second weekend of November seems to be a special date for my family, whether good or bad. Love the network. And that was from Rita. Rita, thank you very much for sharing. Man, that's a great story. Yeah, um, I've read a lot of stories like this where people are on their deathbed and you know, moments or maybe minutes before they die, they see all kinds of stuff. You know, shadows, uh, beams of light, old loved ones from long ago, and they have smiles on their faces, and and even, uh, you know, other people that they don't recognize, but they're smiling, and they're glowing, you know. And it's all over the place. It's very interesting. Yeah, Rita. Thank you very much for sharing. All right. What do we got next? Let's see what we got here. This one is titled, A Haunted Farmhouse. And it's by Fergie. Okay, Fergie. Let's see what you got, man. My memory has been jogged by a story I have just read. I will recount to you a tale that my father told me many years ago. The period was 1930. The place was Kimberley, South Africa. Doug, my dad, had a friend and neighbor, Frederick. Frederick had heard about a haunted house situated on a farm some miles outside of Kimberley and was eager to see it for himself. He eventually convinced Doug to accompany him on his excursion. Early one Saturday morning, on borrowed bikes, they cycled out to the farm. They found the location easily enough and discovered the farmhouse almost surrounded by tall trees, which had surely been planted as a windbreak. The house was starting to fall into a state of disrepair from long disuse. The surrounding area seemed devoid of life, and even the wind seemed to die down to a whisper as they approached. They cautiously wheeled their bikes into the overgrown front yard leaning them against the wall of the house. The curious pair circled the house, trying to peer into the windows, but to their disappointment, found that there were drapes hanging in the way. 
As they approached the back of the house, they noticed that the small door to the house hung open and the windmill supplying the water for cooling was broken. Frederick, being the bolder of the two, tried the back door. To his amazement, it opened at its touch. They stepped into the dusty kitchen, finding it still fully furnished, as was the rest of the house. The story behind this deserted house goes as follows. A brother and sister had inherited the house when their parents had died. Neither had married, so they continued living in the house together. In time, the young woman discovered that she was pregnant by her brother. Overcome by guilt and remorse, they made a pact to end their lives. The brother shot his sister and then turned the gun on himself. Their spirits were said to roam the house, searching for peace. Doug was hesitant to enter the house. As he said, the atmosphere was heavy and made his hair stand on end. Frederick obviously had no such qualms and went around picking up this and opening that. Doug stood nervously by as Frederick pulled open a sideboard drawer, discovering a beautifully carved wooden box. Inside the box nestled a pair of really old dueling pistols. Fascinated, Frederick picked one up, carefully examining it. For some reason, the temperature in the room dropped by several degrees, and both the boys felt a chill run down their spines. Suddenly, Frederick's head jerked up, and the blood drained from his face. He dropped the pistol back into its box with a look of horror on his face. He slammed the drawer shut with lightning speed. The next thing Doug knew, Frederick was making for the back door, post-haste. Confused, Doug hurried to follow his friend. It was only on the hasty pedal back home that Frederick divulged what he had happened. Frederick swore by all that is holy that when he handled the pistol, an apparition of a man had appeared to him, telling them to leave their stuff alone and get out of their house. Doug had seen no such thing, but he wasn't about to question Frederick. The look on Frederick's face was enough to convince him that they had overstayed their welcome. Thanks for reading. And man, that was from Fergie. Great story, Fergie. And uh, thank you very much for sharing. South Africa, huh? Yeah, you know, sounds like you found a haunted object. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, uh, your father, Doug, didn't see the apparition, but Frederick did. I've heard of that. Some spirits will only show themselves to certain people. Don't know why, but it happens sometimes. And that's it, guys. There's no more stories. As always, thank you for visiting the RPA Network. Hopefully you find something you like. The films, the videos, the podcasts. You know, hopefully you find something you like. We're on all the major platforms. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, things like that. I think we're on 25 platforms now. So if you're at work and you're listening to your music, just do a search for us, Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, network, and get your spook on if you get tired of your music. And remember, Fridays, a new entertaining short film will be released. And so with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Brandon Ezel, made possible by LaFosse Corporation and Man. 
We love you. As always, thank you, and good night. <laughs>